Welcome to the COVID-19 Update Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Del Conte, Executive Editor with C-Store Decisions. On this podcast, I'll be speaking with experts and convenience store retailers about the challenges facing retailers and best practices in responding to the current pandemic. Doug Golly is the Vice President and General Manager for Reed Stores and Crosby's, and Doug is also the Board Chairman for our National Advisory Group, and he's here to chat with us today about what he's seeing uh, with COVID-19 and how his stores are responding. Doug, thank you for joining us. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for the invite. Looking forward to the discussion. Great. Well, you know, your stores are operating throughout Western New York and Northwestern Pennsylvania. Can you tell us a little bit about how many convenience stores you operate and, and what stores, how many stores are in New York versus Pennsylvania? Sure. We operate 83 retail locations. Okay. There's, there's actually 82 convenience stores. I say 83 retail. We operate a freestanding Tim Hortons as part of our operation. We have 13 retail locations in Pennsylvania with 70 uh, in New York State. Um, almost uh, of, the, of the 82 convenience stores, uh, 81 have gasoline, one without gasoline. Um, multi-branded, um, but uh, that, that's where we are. We, we go as far east as uh, Rochester, New York. Great, and so what are you seeing um, at your stores, when did COVID-19 first become a challenge uh, on your radar that your convenience stores needed to respond to? It seems as though it was um, around the second week of March. I recall going to um, Washington, D.C. for the uh, Day in the Hill. Mm -hmm. And it was like the day after we were in D.C. that they basically shut down uh, Congress in terms of visitors. So it was around that time that we started uh, thinking that, okay, we're going to have to do something. And the leadership uh, group here at our company, uh, made up of the owner and the president, CFO and director of HR, we started having a series of meetings to discuss, okay, what are some of the things we're going to have to implement or changes we're going to have to make, both at our corporate level and then uh, out in the stores. And so... Both New York and Pennsylvania, you know, both states where we have shelter-in-place rules in effect today, are you seeing any differences between the two states as far as kind of what you're seeing in terms of the overall rules or the customer response? Uh, so what are you kind of seeing in the, in the two states? New York seemed to be a little bit ahead of uh, Pennsylvania mm -hmm. uh, as they were starting to uh, when the governor of New York basically would, uh, any, any changes he made covered the whole state right away. Uh, with keeping in mind that most of the activity was in downstate New York, obviously more people. Pennsylvania kind of slowly went across the state from east to west with their rules in terms of, uh, they, they don't want to call it a shelter in place, but uh, non-essential workers uh, uh, working and out in the marketplace. So Pennsylvania was just a tad behind New York. But the way it stands now, both states are about operating the same, very little differences, if, if at all. Um, and as far as the impact to our business, it's, it's been uh, pretty consistent across uh, all, the, all the sites. Uh, our sites that are on an expressway are being impacted more than our sites 
most of our sites are in small rural towns. Uh, they are being impacted, but not as much as expressway sites. Mm -hmm. And how exactly have you seen the pandemic impacting your business? You know, uh, I've talked to some retailers sure. that saw a bit of a, a rush to get products. Others are saying, you know, certain uh, <clears throat> beer sales are up, but, you know, fuel sales are down. What are you seeing as far as right. the impact goes? Well, the first week when they started saying, they went in New York State to 75% of the workers could work, then they went to 50% of the uh, workers down to no non-essential. Mm -hmm. uh, that first week we saw a sales lift because uh, people were buying, you know, when they wiped out the supermarkets and the dollar stores, they were coming to our stores for cleaners and toilet tissue and things of that nature. So we saw a lift. And even in our food sales, we have a very strong pizza made to order sub program. And even our food sales were impacted. Mm -hmm. Well, after that rush, you know, our food sales plummeted. Well, I don't say plummeted. We took a hit in food sales. In the categories that we're up in, remarkably, our beer sales are up because you can't go to a bar right now. Mm -hmm. um, our, for some reason, our other tobacco category is up, the cigars, uh, snuff, e-cigarettes. Um, and uh, our bread sales, you know, those are, are the only departments that are, are really up. And what we've done on our food, the food side of our business, we implemented a couple of... Uh, increased specials than our pizza and subs. And we've been tracking that. So that take home piece of pizzas uh, to take home or uh, made order subs to take home, those sales, the numbers are up. But where we lost it was our breakfast sandwich sales are down because we don't have the morning commuter and we don't have the single slice business, you know, cause that lunch crowd and, and people on their way home from work grabbing a quick uh, dinner. Um, so that, that's where it's impacted us the most. Now gasoline volume, our gallons are down much steeper than our inside sales. And then we also operate in college towns. And as soon as the colleges shut down and those kids left town, obviously, you know, our, our, our sales are impacted more than uh, some of the other stores versus a year ago. Mm -hmm. And what are you doing differently, you know, when it comes to keeping your employees and your customers safe? Sure. Well, we immediately implemented, um, you know, enhanced cleaning uh, procedures uh, where we sent out a checklist in a time is that they had to fill in this checklist when these items were cleaned and they had to be cleaned minimum every two hours. Uh, mm -hmm. We implemented that all associates had to wash their hands every 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, they were wearing gloves now uh, throughout the day. But even if you change a glove, you got to wash your hands right away. Uh, we installed plexiglass shields at the checkouts. Uh, for the, for the associates. We've installed hand sanitizer stations at the entrances for the customers as they come in. Um, we recently sent out uh, these plastic face shields uh, to every store uh, for people that feel that they need to have something when they're checking in a vendor. Um, we're allowing our associates to wear uh, face masks now if they'd like to. It's not required, but the CDC is beginning to bend a little bit on that. And Pennsylvania is a little bit more aggressive than New York in, in what they'd like to okay. see. So we are now buying disposable face masks. Uh, we don't have them yet. Uh, so if uh, every district supervisor will have a supply to give to stores where associates uh, feel the need to wear them. So there, you know, that, um, you know, we're have, we had hand sanitizer at the checkouts for our associates. We're even putting hand lotion at the checkouts for the associates because What's happening is, I don't know about you, but yeah. <laughs> you know, the more frequently, it's not the frequency of washing your hands, but 
you got to do that for that 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. and so our associates' hands are getting dried and cracked. Um, so, you know, even out at the dispensers, you know, uh, we were focusing on the, on the fuel handles and on the pin pads and things like that. So that's, uh, the STIRS have done a great job uh, of implementing that. We are seeing a lot of positive feedback on our social media sites from the things we're seeing in the Crosby stores. Wonderful. And you mentioned the plexiglass shields that you put in place and also the face shields. When about did you go about rolling those things out? Was that in the last week or so? Or The plexiglass shields went out last week. Okay. okay. Uh, we finished them up on Monday of this week. Uh, we just sent the face shields out yesterday. Mm -hmm. So all the stores should have them pro uh, probably by tomorrow. Okay, and today is April 9th uh, for people who might watch this a little bit later. So Monday would have been the 6th of April that right. that, that rolled out. Yesterday was the 8th. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. And, and what has been the response? You know, how, do, how have employees responded to these safety measure, measures? How have customers responded? I imagine it would make people feel safer. Sure. Um, <clears throat> we have a 30-minute uh, conference call every morning with all our district supervisors in the key Crosby merchandising team here. And we asked for that feedback. You know, we wanna know about any associates that are out um, and what type of feedback we're getting. The feedback has been overwhelmingly positive. Mm -hmm. uh, I got a phone call just yesterday from one of our shift leads at the store, uh, kind of thanking us for what we're doing to protect them and the customers. And like I said, our social media feedback has been very, very positive. So we're, we're pleased that, you know, because sometimes you think are you doing enough those are the mm -hmm. questions we're constantly asking ourselves are we doing enough are we reacting quickly enough and um, so far I think we're, we're doing a pretty good job great and what are you doing to show your employees you know they're they're on the front lines of this um, you know right. they're essential employees what are you doing to show them that they're appreciated at this time mm -hmm. well right now what we're doing is and we started this right away uh, while they're while they're working um, uh, they do get a free lunch or dinner. Um, obviously, we're, we're very flexible right now with their uh, hours uh, of operation of, of uh, when they can work because, you know, we've got some single moms out there that babysitting has become a, an issue, okay? Um, and we have a number of them working for us. So we're being as flexible as we can. Uh, and right now, again, the feedback we're getting has been very positive about the free lunch or dinner. Now that even extends to our transport drivers that are delivering okay. our sites, our service technicians, or, or what we call our, uh, our TSAs, those, uh, the, the people that are, interact between the petroleum division and the store division. So it's, it applies to everybody that's working out in the field in our stores. Wonderful, and I know you're also doing uh, a lot with the community as well. How are you serving yeah. your community at this time through partnerships? Well, the one thing we just rolled out this week is uh, free coffee, any size coffee or cappuccino for all medical workers. Uh, we've always done it for police, mm -hmm. uh, but also first responders. Uh, that just went out this week. Uh, just uh, we started that today. We're also uh, developed a partnership with the uh, organization called Connect Life. Connect Life uh, co uh, collects 80% of all the blood donations in Western New York. It's an eight county area of Western New York. Uh, so obviously blood donations are down considerably. So they reached out to us because our stores are perfectly situated. Uh, and we started a number of blood drives in our parking lots on with their uh, blood mobile. Okay. Uh, and we've, uh, we've done, I think three or four so far. We've got a 
a tremendous uh, uh, response from the community. So they've got, you know, they, they just yesterday they had 60 donors at one site with 37 new donors with emails coming from uh, one of our locations, one of the first locations wanting them to come back. So they're already scheduling multiple trips back to some of these sites. Um, and everybody that donates gets a $5 Crosby's gift card as well. Okay. So uh, that's, that's turned out to be a very good partnership uh, with, with them and the communities we serve. Because like I said, a lot of our uh, communities where our stores are, are small rural towns. Mm-hmm. And what would you like other retailers to know? You know, obviously you're in New York and Pennsylvania, you know, COVID-19 is hitting these areas first, you know, it's moving to other areas as well. For, for other retailers who maybe aren't dealing with this as much as you are yet, what advice would you have or what would you like them to know so that they can be prepared as well? Well, there is so much information out there right now from the, the trade organizations, uh, you know, we're, we're part of the New York State Association of, of Convenience Stores. We're part of the Pennsylvania Food Merchants Association. We get daily updates from uh, CSD Magazine uh, and, and NAG. So there's all kinds of information out there. If you're involved in any of these trade organizations, you know, read what all the information they're sending you. Reach out to other retailers that have done this ahead of time. And if you think you haven't done enough or you think you're doing too much, Keep doing it, all right? Because things change so rapidly. Uh, I've also stayed in constant communication with uh, a couple of my colleagues, one in central New York and one in the eastern part of New York, one of which you may know, Peter Tamburo, uh, who is also a part of uh, NAG. Uh, and we communicate at least two or three times a week on what's going on in their trade area and what they're doing. So try to reach out to people that have already gone through it and read all that you can from all the different trade organizations that are sending you information. Wonderful. Well, Doug, I appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. Uh, again, I'm more than happy to do it, Aaron. Um, again, if there's any, any additional information you'd like, feel free, I'm available.